prayer. Father, we thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. It is he who gives us divine light to see the mysteries of the gospel. Pray tonight that that light would reveal Christ Jesus in all of his glory. That the illumination of the word of God would draw us closer to you, Lord. You've already done everything for us. May we begin to experience the finished work of your cross as we begin to renew our minds by way of your written word. And for every manifestation of your spirit tonight, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise and all of the honor for every chain that is broken tonight. For everybody that's healed, both in this auditorium tonight and on the internet, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The mountain of God, we talked about that last week. We kind of, God laid a foundation in terms of getting us an understanding that we do indeed have access to God, his holy of holies, we found out last week, is our portion when we understand it. Uh, God is not a distant God, but he is a God that dwells close to us, yea, even within us. The child of God must begin to understand that and begin to readily take advantage of these things that have been given to us in terms of intimacy. God wants his church in this hour to begin to understand that we are one with him through Jesus Christ. Everything that needs to be done in terms of bringing us into relationship with God supernaturally has already been done. The only thing that hinders us and holds us back is an unrenewed mind and this wicked flesh. But God has already, through the blood of his Son, given us divine access to him. And he wants us to begin to experience him on this level. It's possible. I wish I could get an amen tonight. I say it's possible. Because he says so. Colossians chapter 3. And we touched on this scripture. And I just really want this to get in our hearts. These verses of scripture here in Colossians. If you then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. So the Bible explicitly tells us that if we've been risen with Christ, if we're born again, we have access to the things that are above. We have access to spiritual things. They're not 
a figment of our imagination, but God has supernaturally enabled us to experience throne room benefits and a place in his divine holy of holies. He says, seek those things that are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. We've studied along these lines, so we should have revelation by now that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We have access to everything that's at the right hand of God through Jesus Christ. Then the Bible goes on to say, set your affections on things above. Set your affections on these things in this holy of holies. Set your affection on the throne room of God, on the, on the very presence of God that you have access to. Set your affections to that. And not on things, the Bible says, on the earth. For you are dead. I must consistently understand that that old man in the mind of God is dead. He no longer exists in the mind of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with God in Christ. And finally, verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, that created him. Renewed in now the new man has knowledge that he through Christ has full access to the natural and the spiritual world. I'm going to read that again. The new man, you and I, those who have been born again, have full access to the natural And the spiritual world. Through the knowledge of the word of God. So the word of God. Is the perfect law of liberty. That takes all limits off. Of what the child of God through the new birth. Can experience in Christ. But we must. Identify. With the new man. And be renewed in knowledge. So every time that we uh, have an opportunity to hear the word of God preached, to hear the anointed word of God preached, it should draw us closer to a relationship with Jesus Christ. It should draw us closer to an understanding of of the oneness that we have with Jesus Christ as you sit there tonight. A lot of times we're waiting until we get to heaven. And praise God, when we get to heaven, it's going to be great. But there are some things that God wants you and I to experience in our generation in terms of a spiritual relationship with him. And it's possible by the blood of Christ. The mountain of God is 
our portion. The mountain of God simply means the presence of God. The divine presence of God is our portion. Now I want to go to the book of Exodus chapter 19. And we're going to go further in this teaching. Exodus 19 and verse 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount. And the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that were in the camp trembled. So the Bible says that in an encounter with God, God's Old Testament people heard the, heard the noise and the thunder and the presence of God, and it frightened them. It caused them, the Bible says, to tremble. But we, in the new covenant, do not tremble at the presence of God. Israel were, though they had relationship with God, they were simply servants of God. But we, in the new covenant, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are children of God. And we do not tremble at the presence of God. The presence of God brings us joy. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, 11. In the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Hallelujah. So this is what we should expect. Not afraid of God, but joyfully entering into his presence by the blood of the Lamb on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. This is our portion right now. The Holy of Holies, as you sit there, as I stand here, is open to us. When you're driving to work in the morning, you are, when you understand these things, you are there in the Holy of Holies. We don't come in and out of God's presence, or we shouldn't. This should be a constant constant occupation. Exodus chapter 24. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. <laughs> And be there. I believe it's Pastor Michael, after we was uh, talking last week after the service, Wednesday night service, he said that particular verse of scripture really stood out to him when God told Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be, just be there. And what is he saying? He's saying to us today, Dwell in my throne room, be there. 
Understand that the way has been prepared for you to experience him in that throne room. See yourself there. But in order to see myself there, I need divine light. What's missing a lot of times in our experience with God is the divine light of the Holy Ghost. He illuminates this divine relationship that we have with God. He gives us, he shines light into the finished work of the cross and the access that we have to God because of it. He gives light that we have been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to see ourselves as God sees us in the Holy of Holies. Go to Isaiah chapter 6. I want you to see something there. The Holy of Holies is a place that the child of God should covet, should want to experience 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Like I say, the only thing that hinders us from it is an unrenewed mind and the flesh. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord also, the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. So Isaiah said he saw the Lord. Isaiah was given divine light under the old covenant. And he had access at this moment to divine light and he could see, actually see God sitting on his throne. Old covenant light was good, but it was not God's best. Old covenant light allowed him to visit the Holy of Holies. But new covenant light allows us to stay there and to dwell there. A visitation into God's mountain is good. But in a, a revelation that we are there right now and God wants us there 24 hours a day, seven days a week is another thing. It takes divine light of the Holy Ghost to cause us to understand this access that we have. See, when you understand that every day that you get up, that you have 
access to God in this level, it causes all fear to leave. It causes all doubt to go away. When you understand that you have this type of access to God, you begin to understand the power of his resurrection. Because you begin to experience it in your everyday life. No longer are there chains on you. Because in his presence, there's total freedom. When you understand these things, sickness and disease has no choice but to fall off of you. Because you are living in the power of his presence. And no weapon formed against you in this place can ever prosper. You begin to understand that. Because of the light that you experience when you're spending time with God on this level. Like I said, old covenant light was good. But new covenant light is provided by the Lamb. Hallelujah. And he gives us an understanding of our oneness with God. Let's go to John chapter 8. Verse 12. Then spake Jesus unto them, unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. <laughs> he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So Jesus gives light not just to visit the Holy of Holies, but to live in that place. To live in the top of God's mountain. He gives that light. He gives us this access where just like he's free at the right hand of God, you are free at the right hand of God. You can't imagine any, any wicked disease hindering Jesus at the right hand of God, can you? You can't imagine anything hindering him from having this intimate relationship with the Father there. I know I can't. Same holds true with you and I when we begin to understand and we begin to experience life. We begin to know that the freedom that Jesus experienced at the right hand of God is the freedom that we can experience at the right hand of God in this life. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this present world. So spiritually... I should be walking redeemed and free from anything that the curse would try to put on me. Not saying that the curse won't try to come. But when I begin to understand the victory of his cross and the power of his resurrection and the power of his resurrection that's found in the throne room, I begin to experience it as I release my faith in my prayer life. So when I go to prayer, 
It's no longer just dry and weak. It's full and glorious because I understand that God the Father, I'm living at his feet. I'm there at his feet and I'm worshiping him. And it's real. Jesus said there would come a time when people would worship the Father in spirit and in truth. What is truth? Truth is reality. He said you'd worship him in spirit and reality. You'd worship him with an understanding that the throne room of God is your portion and the divine presence of God is your portion on a moment-by-moment basis. You begin to experience the freedom of the power of his resurrection. So when the lies of the enemy is whispering in your ear, telling you that you're less than and that you can't do what God says you can do in the throne room, God begins to give you divine confidence and strength. And as you get up out of that place of worship, you walk out of there with an understanding that no weapon formed against you will prosper. I always call, he always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. You You walk out of there stirred up and ready to take on any devil. Ready to take on any circumstance. Because you have visited, no, you, you live in the divine throne room of God. And everything that the Father has for you, I'll put it this way, everything that the Father has for Jesus, he has for you. I love it. I love it. John chapter 14, let's go there. At that day, this is Jesus talking, at that day, the day that you get divine revelation, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. So when the light comes, we realize our oneness with Christ. That's what he says. At that day, you'll know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. So we get, begin to get a revelation by the illumination of the Holy Spirit of our oneness with God and our access to God on this level. Let's go to the book of Hebrews now. I want you to see something. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 9. You know, we ought to use our imagination for holy things, right? And not unholy things. <laughs> These are holy things that God wants you to use the theater of your mind. 
He wants you to see yourself as he sees it. Hebrews 9 and 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. He's talking about the holy of holies. He's talking about that the most holy place in the universe that you and I have access to. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the truth, but into heaven itself. Now, to appear in the presence of God for us. So the Bible says he has gone into heaven itself, into the mountain of God, to appear there for us. He didn't do it for himself. He did it so that we could have access into this holy place. Well, say, well, when I get to heaven, I'll have that access. God says, no, you can have that access right now. As you begin to understand the victory of the cross and the power of the resurrection and our fellowship with him. So the Bible says he went into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for us, the Bible says. Hebrews 10 and 19. Let's go there. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, the Bible says, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So he's saying there, the writer says that we can enter in boldly right now in this dispensation, not when we die and go to heaven. He's saying that right now we can enter into the presence of God bold into the most holy place in the universe. He says we enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So my prayer life becomes powerful when I begin to understand that the moment I present myself to God and I begin to speak to him in the name of Jesus that the holy of holies comes alive. The Father is listening to every word that I'm saying. And every petition that I make to him in Jesus' name, I can have an assurance that I have that petition. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything in his name, he hears us. So this is, this is where confidence comes from. You become confident because you understand that the one who is sitting on that throne, the one that you are, are, are speaking to, he's actually listening to you and he's actually granting your request because you've come to him by the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus. Satan doesn't want us to think like this. Verse 19 again, having therefore a brother in boldness, so I, I'll not come weak. I'll come understanding that I'm a child of the king and that I have a legal right to be there. I have a legal right to ask God the Father for petitions in Jesus' name. I have a legal right to ask God the Father to heal my sick child. 
I have a legal right to ask God the Father to promote me in life. That he might be glorified through Jesus Christ. We're not beggars. We are children of the living God. Raised up and made to sit together with Christ in heaven. You got to see yourself that way. You got to have a bold, a holy boldness where these things are concerned. As God gives you light, do not walk away from the light. Do not let the devil dim the light, but allow the light to illuminate the victory of his cross. And who, and, and, and who you are in Christ. The Bible says in verse 20, by a new and living way. Old Testament people didn't have access to this. This this is a new concept in terms of relationship with God in a covenant way. Isaiah, he visited the, the, the presence of God. He couldn't stay there. The way had not been yet made for him to stay there. He could only visit there. But you and I, as children of God, in this new and living way, we can actually dwell there. David wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life, but he couldn't. He couldn't. He had a a natural tabernacle and, and, and he could go there to the temple, but he did not have access to this spiritual temple. The one made by God himself that we have. This is a new and living way that God wants us to begin to understand and experience. By a new and living way, which he had consecrated for us. So he did it for you. He did it for me. And it's about time that we take advantage of the things that he's done for us. By beginning to experience God on this level. Where we cast down every imagination that would tell us that we can't. We renew our minds and understand that these things have been made for us before the foundation of the world. He had consecrated for us through the, through the veil, that is to say his flesh. He suffered that we might have this access. He experienced agony and pain on the cross so that you and I could readily experience God on this level. Where we would not ever be rejected in this place. There's never rejection for the child of God. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of it. Don't ever let anybody talk you out of the presence of God. When Jesus himself has sacrificed his life that we could experience God the Father in this way. Verse 21. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Draw near where? In the Holy of Holies. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. An evil conscience will will keep you out of this place. 
it, it'll tell you that you're not worthy. It'll tell you that, that this is just make-believe. It'll tell you that these, these things are not for us today. It'll tell you it's only for those who have gone to the other side. Now, the devil is a liar. We can experience this because God says we can. The veil in the temple, the natural temple, was torn in two. Giving us a, a natural understanding of now we had access to God in the Spirit. So he says, let us draw near, closer and closer to the throne of God. Hebrews chapter 4, let's go there. The mountain of God is what we're talking about today. The presence of God is what we're talking about today. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. So really what we're talking about here is divine rest. We're talking about any time that we get in God's presence, we ought to be experiencing a rest or a refreshing or an enablement. Being left us entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Talking about Old Testament Israel. They heard the gospel that they could enter into a natural paradise, a natural rest. But the Bible said, but the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So Israel had opportunity to experience God's rest in a covenant way. But the reason that they did not experience it, even though it was God's will for them to experience it, was because of an unbelief. They didn't mix faith with the scriptures. The Bible says the same thing will happen to us if we do not mix faith with the things that we hear concerning this holy access. All this access has been given to us, but if we don't believe it, guess what? does us no good. We, go with, we do without needlessly because we don't understand that we can enter in and stay there and remain there and worship God there and be strengthened there and, be, and he can be glorified in that. So Israel didn't, didn't experience God's best because they didn't mix it with faith. Same holds true with us. We won't experience God's best if we don't mix these things with faith. We've got to believe these things. They had no faith in the goodness of God. And, and that's what hinders us a lot of times. We don't have faith that God, God wants to be this good to us. Because we think about our limitations and our evil conscience 
and our weaknesses. We think about that instead of thinking about the power of Jesus Christ. See, we got to learn to keep our eyes on the Lamb. That's, the, that's one of the main things the church needs to do, to keep our eyes solely on the Lamb who is holy and who is pure, who has gone before us and made a way into this place for us. When we keep our eyes on him, we, we take our eyes off of us and we begin to experience everything that he has for us in the holy place. Let's look at verse, verse 6. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter in therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in again because of unbelief. They had access to a physical promised land, but we have access to an unlimited spiritual realm. I'm going to say that again. They had access to a physical promised land. But you and I right now have access to an unlimited spiritual realm. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Himself. He's given himself to us. We're talking about the living Holy deity God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We have access to Him. The ruling, reigning monarch of eternity. We have access to Him right now. Hallelujah. If we could only get a hold of that. We see glimpses of it. We, we, we see... Periodically, we, we enter in and we, we experience him. But God says, no, no, in this dispensation, during this time, I want to take you to another level. And it comes as you renew your mind. It comes as you understand, begin to understand the new man and the holy access that we have to the things of God. Look at verse 9. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. It remains a, a, a place of divine comfort. You know, whenever I'm under pressure, whenever I'm experiencing difficulties and the enemy is pushing and forming weapons against me in my mind and in my body and in my circumstances. I'm learning. I haven't learned, but I'm learning to lay my head in the lap of God in the throne room. To experience intimacy with him on this level and just let him be daddy. Just let him be father God. Just let him be my bread and my water. My peace and my joy. Begin to let him be who he wants to be in my life. 
But it's only there in that place of intimacy, that place of throne room love that I begin to experience him on that level. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace. (laughs) I love it. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. You know, those are two elements that we need to really focus on. Mercy, God's mercy, his grace, and his divine love. When you really begin to understand his grace, you understand that we don't deserve any of this. <laughs> yeah, we, we, he's made us holy. He did it all. We don't deserve this, this access. We don't deserve the throne room, but he allows us to experience it by grace. And he's merciful in the way that he deals with us because uh, he knows that we're just like uneducated, ignorant people (laughs) without him. We're like, I think it was Pastor Angel talking about sheep. We're we're like sheep. And uh, it, it takes God's mercy and his patience with us to allow us to begin to experience him in this level. Again, we don't deserve it, but he allows us these things because of his great love, wherewith he's loved us with. So don't ever disqualify yourself from this type of relationship with God, from this type of access to God. Because you didn't do anything to earn it. The only way that we have this access is because of Jesus. Always keep that in mind. And that way you'll always feel comfortable there because you didn't have to fight to get there. You didn't have to uh, struggle to get there. You have access because Jesus gave you access. Amen? I want to close here in uh, 1 Corinthians. Chapter 2. Verses 9 and 10. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But as it is written, I had not seen, or nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. The natural eye can't see it. (laughs) The natural ear cannot perceive these type of things. But the spiritual man, he can understand these things. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. You know, I can teach this for 10 weeks in a row, but it's the Holy Ghost that you're going to have to get along with. 
to give you this type of understanding of what I'm talking about tonight. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that you're going to have to allow him to give you divine life. At the most difficult time in your life is when he wants to bring you closer to him. And it's in that throne room that you experience that. His love, his grace, his mercy, that oneness. Let's look at verse 14 and we'll close. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm going to pray tonight that God would give us divine light, that he would begin to open up to us an understanding of these things, that they would not be, be something that the, that's way out there, far out there somewhere, but this is your portion. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the blood of your son. He is our great high priest and he is the one who has made this possible, these things possible. And I pray, God, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Open the eyes of our understanding that we will begin to know the hope of your calling and all of the victory of his cross. Begin to illuminate to your people their oneness with you. Begin to illuminate to them your holy throne room and your great love for them that they might enter into this place boldly as you have told us to, where all of our needs would be met. All of our hearts would be comforted. All of our fears would go away. All of our sickness and disease would just fall off by your divine presence. Just like your words say, in your presence, Father, is fullness of joy. And we receive that tonight. And we trust you, Holy Spirit, to enlighten us in this way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.